Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hey, sports bettors, ready for some picks destined to fail? It's time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend games. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two of Sports Daily underway here on KFH. I'm Tommy Kester, along with Paul Savage. Jacob Albrocked out today, but we do have his picks for Friday football picks and Jad Chambers is producing the show. Let's go back to a week ago, Paul. It was a weird one. We had two games that pushed. So right. then that that has not happened so far this season. The Mississippi and Mississippi State game pushed. And then the other push was the, the Bills and the Eagles, that overtime win for Philadelphia. So the way that things stand right now, you had a really good week. You were 6-2-2. Two, and two. Jacob was 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. I did not have a good week at two six and two oh. so you and jacob you're tied for the lead tied for the you're lead, tied for the lead. And, you, and, you and jacob right now tied and, for the lead and tommy where he is supposed to be oh that was that was horrible wow. okay. i apologize that was jad that was uncalled for wasn't it quit laughing jad jad's laughing but you know yeah. look i i had a couple of really good weeks in uh-huh. fact i had a really good month and no, you did. uh you did man last week was uh was not good i had gotten it back over 500 and now I'm three games under. Both you and Jacob are now nine games over 500. I'm three games under. So uh, you guys have a six-game lead on me. Uh, and we, we're running out of weeks here. I mean, we're, we've got – we're going to have bowl season. We're going to have uh, – you know, we've got a few more NFL weeks to go. But I'm running out of time to make up ground. So I got to – I got to do really good here this weekend. So hopefully we can do that. Jad, let's go ahead and hit the music, and we will get into – our picks for the weekend are college football games. Of course, they are the five big conference championship games. And we're going to start with the game tonight in the Pac-12. It's the final Pac-12 conference championship game inside Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. It's the rematch, Washington and Oregon. Washington, the Huskies, they are 10-point underdogs. What do you think about this, Paul? Do you think that Oregon can beat them by 10 or do the Huskies have a chance to cover this number? Well, these are both really good football teams, and Washington has a Heisman contender. Well, well, so does Oregon. In fact, their Oregon contender, contender might be even a little ahead of, of uh, uh, the kid out of out of Washington. But Washington not, is not near as good as Oregon, and I think the numbers show that it's a plus. 10. They beat them earlier this year. Washington I know, beat Oregon. I know, but it but it but it wouldn't happen again today because both these teams. Uh, 
both these teams have kind of gone in different directions. I, I think Washington, while they're still good, you know, they're they're playing they're playing not as not as well as Oregon. I think Oregon beats them well, beats them by a bunch. I won't be surprised. 21, 24 points, ten wow. points isn't even close enough. I I could even make a prediction, and I've done this on occasions, been right, been wrong. Oregon covers by half. I've taken Oregon by half. Yeah. Okay. All right. By half you know, I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen a conference championship game be so like in favor and skewed towards one team when that team lost to the team they're playing against in the conference championship game just a few weeks ago. That's what's happening for the game tonight. I don't know why. I know Oregon is really good. I like Dan Lanning a lot, but I don't get why all of a sudden Washington, everybody thinks they're dead in the water. I don't, I mean, Washington won. They beat them earlier this season. I'm going to take the Huskies plus 10. boy. If you're giving me, if you're giving me 10 points for Washington, I'm going to take that uh, all day long. Thank you. Oregon may very well win the game, but I'm not sure that they're going to win by more than a touchdown. Boy, so I'm going to say Washington plus 10. How in the world could we look at a game so totally opposite? I, I don't get it, but I, well, I mean, I don't, I, it's our prerogative. But, man, oh, man, I'm really comfortable with this. I really like this and, and a look, lot. M- Michael Penix Jr. is not going to win the Heisman. It's probably no, going to be Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Um, but Bo Nix is right there, but too. But he would be the runner-up. Bo Nixon a, would be the runner-up. T- yeah, I mean, Bo Nix is great. And Oregon right. is fantastic. That's right. I just don't get all the hate on Washington when the Huskies beat Oregon earlier this season. I don't understand that. Jacob's with me. So, Paul, you've got an island oh, man. for Oregon. Thank you. Thank At you. minus 10, you get the very first island oh of the weekend. What Jacob an is taking. What an island. Yeah. He's taking Washington plus 10 as well. Let's go on to the Big 12 championship game tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. kick inside AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The Longhorns, Paul, are favored by 15 and a half points. Do you like that or do you think the Cowboys can cover? Well, I think not only can the Cowboys cover, they can also win. And let me just tell you, I'm going to take I'm going to make this bet. Really? You, you can probably guess where I'm going on this thing. I so much want Texas and Oklahoma to leave this conference and not win a championship in the Big 12 in football on their way out the door. That would be my wish come true. I want Oklahoma State to win so bad. It's emotional for me. I'm throwing out all the stats, everything I believe, everything that I know about these two teams. I'm throwing it out because I don't want Texas walking away with a Big 12 championship on the last year before they leave. I'm taking Oklahoma State on principle. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We'll see how that works out for you because I don't (laughs) think that there is a chance in hell that Oklahoma State wins this game. Uh, And I I know they found their way into the Big 12 championship. I get that. I'm going to give Mike Gundy his flowers. He's done a good job this season. They stunk at the first of the year. They They did. They stunk. They did. Uh, and then who'd they get blown out by just recently? UCF blew them blew out. Blew them out. A couple yeah. of weeks ago. Stunk UCF did. Yeah. They're playing Texas. I I mean, as much as I, and I agree with you, I want Texas and OU out of the conference also. I get all of that. I can't make that bet on principle. The Longhorns are going to blow out Oklahoma State. All right. I'm just absolutely going to blow them out. So I'm going to take Texas minus 15 and a half. And I'm actually going to pull a a phrase that you use quite a bit. I think Texas covers this at halftime, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Jacob is also with me, Paul. You get another island here I got uh, with Oklahoma State. I've got one good island. I've got one bad island that was emotional. And and, so I'm I'm at a war. I win one, I lose one. 
knowing you though, Paul, something weird is going to happen and you're going to win that. And it's, I'm just, this is the way that things happen that, to go for that you would be all the, the time. That would be the one game you won't mind me winning because we don't want Texas walking away with sure. a big 12 champion. So it's okay with you if, if I win it and, and I get it. That's the one time in this season. We'll say that. I will say that part of, and we're going to talk about this later in the show. Part of the reason why I kind of, as much as I don't want Texas to win for the Big 12, if Texas does win, then that could very easily create some controversy when it comes to the CFP and which teams are going to be getting in. So that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on as well. And another game that will be monumental, potentially, as it comes to the selection of the top four teams in the playoff, the SEC Championship. We're going to move to that. That game in Atlanta tomorrow afternoon. Alabama, five-and-a-half-point underdogs against the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Paul, what do you like in this game? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm torn. Both these teams, both of them could win this game. We both know that. They're both talented teams. Uh, Alabama's uh, had, had a problem or two as we, we've seen this season develop. But Georgia's just so darn good. I mean, they are just solid in everything. They're defending champions. Uh, they're undefeated. They probably stay undefeated. The question is, will that score be within the five and a half points? I say it probably won't be. I think the potent- there's more potential for Georgia to win and win a little bit larger than Alabama to even cover. I'm going to take Georgia, although this is a flip of the coin. Both these teams are good. Both of these teams uh, are capable of winning a national championship, but I'm going to take Georgia. Look, I've been a Georgia believer all season long when people were saying that uh, they're not beating teams the way that a number one team should beat teams. I was just like, look, like keep keep an eye on him. They're rounding into form. Kirby Smart is great. He's going to get things rocking and rolling. And he did. And they stayed at number one and they have handily beat teams over the last several weeks. That being said, though, Nick Saban is angry. Nick Saban, I saw an interview with him with Pat McAfee the other day where he talked about the potential of the SEC not having a team in the four-team CFP if Alabama wins. And he's talking about how that's ridiculous and how there should be representation. Clearly, it should be his team. I'm all about chaos and anarchy. I want to see Alabama beat Georgia because I want to see the four-team CFP be blown up. And it's (laughs) – I. I, I want to watch that controversy. So because of that, I'm going to take Alabama to cover five and a half. I want to see Alabama win the game, to be honest with you. But I'm going to take the Crimson Tide plus five and a half. And actually, Paul, I get an island here because Jacob's joining you. He's saying Georgia will win by five and a half. So I will take that island in the SEC championship game. And I need him uh, considering how far behind I am. The two of you guys. Let's move to the ACC championship game. Florida State, they are one and a half point favorites over Louisville. Florida State, obviously, without Jordan Travis, their dynamic quarterback who's out for the entire season. That's why the line is kind of where it's at right now. Do you think Florida State can still cover one and a half, or is Louisville too tough considering that Florida State does not have their star quarterback? Well, Louisville's not not a bad football team, but, but you know, when, when Florida State lost their quarterback, you know, they dropped, they dropped a spot in the C, CPF and all, the, all these other things. And we, we see that, that they, a lot of people were starting to write them off. This kid seems to be good. He's obviously at Florida State on a football scholarship. You know, he's going to have some upside and, and some, some skills. Uh, and he's proven that uh, it looks like he's going to be an adequate quarterback. I don't think that's enough. I mean, Florida State plays defense really well. 
I think they will defend Louisville. I think Florida State's overall speed will will be enough. I'm going to go ahead and give the point and a half, and I'm going to take Florida State. I don't know if that's right. This is the one game I don't know how this thing goes, but I'm going to take Florida State. You know, Louisville is a good team, right? Good Jeff team. Brome is the head coach there, and he's done phenomenal things uh, for Louisville, and they're, you know, what, a top 15 team right now? Uh, here's the issue, though, and I've gone back and forth on this a lot. Jordan Travis, phenomenal. He was a phenomenal quarterback for the Seminoles. Of course, went down with that devastating leg yeah, injury. That's right. He's done for the year. But Florida State, they did not get to where they are right now as an undefeated team solely based on Jordan Travis. They've got a ton of other phenomenal players. You mentioned their defense is great. It's a clear drop-off, you know, when you don't have a potential Heisman guy on the field in Jordan Travis. But he's not the only player on the team. I'm kind of leaning your way, Paul. I think Florida State still covers that one and a half. And also, I, I also want to pick this because I want Florida State to win because I want to see the drama with the CFP. You've got Attaboy. an undefeated Seminoles team if they win the ACC without their <laughs> star quarterback. What does the committee do? Do they put That's in right. a Jordan Travis-less uh, team into the CFP? I don't know if you can do that or not. That's so good. I want to see the Seminoles win. I'll lay the one and a half. And actually, Jacob gets an island on this because he picking Louisville to cover the one and a half. So that's where that stands for that game. Right, the final right. game in our college slate will be the Big Ten Championship game tomorrow night. You've got the Iowa Hawkeyes as 22.5-point underdogs taking on Michigan. Jim Harbaugh is back for the Wolverines on the sideline. Is there any chance in your mind that Iowa can cover this 22.5? Did you know Iowa's, Iowa won 10 games this year? They did. I I mean that might that might be the most silent ten game football team. That when you when you when you hear talk about good football teams, how come I never hear anything about them? You know what I know because about? Because they don't score. Yeah, they don't. But, but you, yeah, that's right. And they, and they don't have great receivers. And and I, and I get that. And and they drop a lot of passes. We know what that feels like if you're a Chiefs fan. But a ten win football team, they're getting no love, no love whatsoever. They're still and and Coach France is still the head coach of that football team. He's a good coach, but with that being said, Michigan's damn good. So you know something? I I, I think golly, twenty two and a half. You know, man, I'm torn. Okay, I'm going to go with Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. I don't know why, but they don't cover at half. How about that, Tommy? Well, make no mistake about it. Michigan will win the game. That's right. Probably uh, with Jim Harbaugh probably. back, Michigan will be. Michigan will be in the CFP. They could very well be the number one team if Georgia loses, right? I don't think that they take that risk with Iowa. I think that Michigan wins. But keep in mind, Paul, Michigan and, and Chelsea Messenger said this yesterday on the show. Michigan could win by a final score of 21 to 0 and not cover. <laughs> right? That's it's true. 22 and a half. That's a Iowa lot. doesn't score. Iowa doesn't score, but they've got that hard-nosed Big Ten defense. Kirk Ferentz is awesome. Uh, just the, his philosophy and things, the way that that program is built. I mean, a punt is basically a score for them. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And they find their way into the Big Ten championship game. Honestly, I'm kind of leaning Iowa to cover. Make no mistake, Michigan wins. I think Iowa can cover the game. They might, they may kick a field goal. I mean, it might be like a 24 to three win for Michigan, but I think the Hawkeyes cover that number and I get another Island here. Jacob is taking Michigan. 
So you and Jacob are on the same page no, that, there. That's a good island. With the Big Ten champion. No, no, yep. no. no, no. I, I, I was it. torn. I was torn. I can't make fun of that pick. I almost made it myself, Tommy, so it's okay. I'll take that island for sure. I know you will. Uh, and then, I mean, I'm all about chaos and controversy going into the four-team committee. So I don't think there's any chance that Iowa wins the game. But, man, if they did, can you imagine? Like, just imagine what would happen if Oklahoma State wins, if Alabama wins, if Louisville wins, if Iowa wins. Like, that, there's going to be – it's going to be wild. We'll talk about it in our next segment, some of the decisions that are looming for the committee in the college football playoff. Let's switch over to the NFL, Paul. We've got a really good slate of games this weekend. The Texans and the Broncos, that game is in Houston. The Broncos are a really hot team right now in the NFL, but honestly, so are the Texans, and C.J. Stroud is looking fantastic. Houston is a three-point home favorite. What do you like? Well, I'll tell you what. It's hard not to take the Broncos. I mean, this is a, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fairy book tale with these guys. I mean, you know, they started out the year. We we this was the team we thought was going to stink, didn't we? I mean, I I thought, yeah. you know, they'll be lucky to win three four games in the entire NFL season. And now look at them; they're they're a team to reckon with, which just goes to show you that coaching is important, even in the NFL. Coaching is important. I'm going to take the Broncos just because it's a feel good story, and I love Colorado, and uh, they're my number three team in the NFL. I'm taking the Broncos. Well, Jacob is with you. He's taking the Broncos as well as three-point road underdogs. Basically, it's a toss-up game, uh, considering that three points is kind of the home field advantage for Houston. I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going to take that island also with Houston. I'm a believer in C.J. Stroud. And I know that you know there, the, the hopes were not incredibly high this season with a brand-new head coach and D'Amico Ryans, a brand-new quarterback, and C.J. Stroud. But man, all they've done is just put up points and put up points and put up points with guys that have really blossomed and jumped into the picture like Tank Dell and Nico Collins and you know some of the receivers that CJ Stroud has. It's incredible. And it's I'm not taking anything away from the Broncos. What Sean Payton and Russell Wilson have done recently, they're a really really hot team. They've established the run a little bit more. Russell is playing better. But man, I'm going to take Houston and I'm going to lay that 3. At home, I think that Houston can not only win, but I think they'll win by more than a field goal. Let's move on to the next game in the NFL. You've got the Miami Dolphins on the road taking on the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are nine and a half point home underdogs. The Dolphins are kind of up and down, right? Like they're beating teams that are bad. They're losing to teams that are good. But then you've got the Commanders who are finding themselves behind both the Cowboys and the Eagles in the NFC East. What do you think about this one? Well, I like the Dolphins a lot. We've talked about the overall speed of this team, and we've, we've come to the conclusion that it's got to be one of the top two or three teams with overall speed and speed kills. Commanders haven't been covering. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, they've, they've not been covering. They've been a dog a couple of times, at least two or three times in the last four or five months or four or five weeks, and, and they're not covering. They're not doing a great job of covering, although – Nine and a half points, Tommy. That's a lot of points. That's a lot to cover. I'm going to go ahead and take the Dolphins. I think they cover. I think they, I think they cover fairly easy, but it's still going to be a struggle. I don't have any faith in the Commanders. I can't take them, even if it was 12 and a half points. I don't have faith in their ability to score. I'm going to take the Dolphins. The Commanders are in desperation mode right now. That's and right, Ron Rivera are. should be in desperation mode, too, because he may lose his job. Washington has lost three in a row. They fell to the Seahawks. The Giants, which is surprising, 
and then they got blown out on right. Thanksgiving by the Cowboys, right. forty-five to ten. It's desperation time for the Commanders. I don't think they win. I think that they lose four in a row, and Ron Rivera probably is out of a job. But I think I'm going to take Washington to cover the nine and a half. That's a lot of points. Wow. The Dolphins, you know, they they again they haven't beaten anybody great. I think that again they'll win. But I'm not sure that they're going to win by that mm-hmm. margin. Right. I'm going to take the Commanders plus nine and a half. And Jacob again is with you. He's taking the Dolphins, so I will take another island. My there gosh, with the How Commanders. Many? My God, you've already That's got four. four islands. I've got four, four islands, islands so far. I kind of need it. I'm I'm far behind. I got to catch up a little bit. I'm not confident in that in that pick because the Dolphins are head and shoulders better than the commanders, but that's kind of a big number. So I'm okay with it. I'll take the commanders at plus nine and a half. Let's move on to another matchup here on the West coast. You've got the Browns headed to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, the Browns without Deshaun Watson for the rest of the year. I don't know what they're going to be doing at quarterback. I don't know the status of Dorian Thompson Robinson, the, the rookie uh, coming out of UCLA, he was in concussion protocol earlier this week. The Browns are three and a half point road dogs at the Rams. What do you think about this one? Well, I think that part of this is w- with traveling doesn't make it any better. You go to Los Angeles, it's uh, it's it's one of those things. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Rams. I I don't have any faith in the Browns. I think they have a focus problem. I think they have, I think they have problems with you know getting everything put together. Who's what? Who's where? Injuries, that kind of thing. You lose your, your number one quarterback. It affects everybody. I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams. and But I'm not confident about it, but I'm going to go ahead and take the, take the Rams. It looks like, and I don't know if they've made anything official yet, but it looks like Joe Flacco, the veteran, oh, for God's has sake. been taking You're not first team that. reps You're, this week. You are not buying that, are you? I mean, for God's sakes, the, guy, the guy's, you know what, 55, something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You're not buying, are you? Are you really buying I mean, that? hey, you know, Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl winner, Paul. Well, He's yeah, a Super Bowl champion, yeah. Super right? Super Bowl four, something like that. Five, I don't know what it was. But anyway, come on now. You can't you can't be serious. That is as much hype as anything. No, I'm not buying that. No. I, I'm not going to buy that at okay, all. Uh, Flacco, I don't know if Flacco's going to start or if it's going to be DTR. I'm not sure they've made an announcement on that yet, or at least I have not seen that. Uh, but, man, uh, I mean, the Browns have a really good defense, and Miles Garrett is great. Um, I, I got to take the Rams here. I, I can I cannot in good faith I got you. take that island. Jacob is also taking the Rams. Yeah. That's a clean sweep. Yeah, yeah. The Rams at home. Makes sense. Minus three and a half. That's right. All right, let's go to uh, probably oh, the most marquee man. matchup, I would say, of the entire Sunday football slate. The San Francisco 49ers. Three-point road favorites on the road taking on the 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. Paul, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why Philadelphia just does not get love. They're at home, and they're home underdogs, and they're 10-1. and Can you make sense of that? No, and not only that, you have maybe the top favorite for the NFL MVP. You, you've got at least number one or two. I mean, there maybe somebody else has somebody else. But anyway... This is a team that, you're right, doesn't get any respect. But the 49ers are also one of those teams that's pretty darn good. I'll tell you what, the winner, of this, the winner of this game very easily could be in the Super Bowl. Very easily be in the Super Bowl. I like the 49ers because I think they have more weapons. I like Brock Purdy. He's coming along. He's going to be a really good quarterback. 
I like the ability of the 49ers to run the football with, with, with Caffrey. And I think that the 49ers win this game. I wish, Tommy, that it was two points instead of three points. I wish okay. the 49ers were giving two, not three. But with that being said, I'm going to take the 49ers. I think they're on a team that's playing as consistent as a lot of teams. I'm going to go ahead and take the 49ers. Not confident about it. I think this is a, a toss of a coin. And I could see you going with the Eagles. I can see you going with the 49ers. There's no wrong answer here because they got to play the game to get this thing settled. Well, the Niners are on a three-game winning streak. They blew out the Jaguars. They beat the Buccaneers by basically two touchdowns, 13-point win for the Niners. And then, of course, the Thanksgiving night game against the Seahawks beat them 31-13. to So they're hot right now. They're healthy for the most part. Debo Samuel has looked great in his return, bringing back Trent Williams has been really essential for the offense, for the 49ers. But again, I just don't understand why the Eagles are not getting love at home. They have the best record in the NFL. And again, I understand how good the 49ers are. I think we're going to see this rematch in the NFC Championship game. There's no doubt about that uh, in my mind. I mean, the Cowboys might have something to say about that. But really, I think it's those two teams are at the I'm top and they're the class of the NFC. Right. It's going to be... The, it's the biggest game probably of the season so far, I would say. But, man, if you're going to give me the best team in the NFL with the best record and you're going to give me three points at home, I'm going to yeah. take Philly. I'm going to uh, take Philly plus of three. Of course you are. Of course and you Jacob will. And Jacob is taking the 49ers with oh you. I mean, God. come on. Jacob, like, what are you what, doing? That's, an inc- that's the best island I've ever had. Oh I don't, there's not a better island out there. You've got five islands and almost all. All of them are good. All of them are, well, other than the Commanders and the Dolphins. I don't know about that one. But right now, you've got Alabama. You've got Louisville. Well, Louisville. No, that's Jacob. You've no, got, got, you've got, I've got to Iowa. Alabama, Iowa. That's 22 Texans, and a half. The Commanders and yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You've got some darn good islands. You know, you could win this real easy, or you could be embarrassed real easy. It's, I'm, I'm going all in. Like it's, you it's time are. to shine. You are. In this. We've got we've got one more game to all pick right. before we take our uh, take a break. It's Sunday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs at Lambeau, going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Chiefs are six point road favorites. There's, I mean, I, I think that I'll give you my pick here in a second. But man, I, there's something about this game I don't like, and I'll talk about it here in a minute. But what do you think? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to use the phrase that the Chiefs probably cover by halftime, and it's only six points, so they'll be up by seven, 14-7, whatever the case is. Chiefs cover this, cover it pretty easily, uh, even though it could be problems with the weather. I don't know what the weather's going to be in, at Lambeau, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. They've just got way too much firepower. Their defense will be better. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Chiefs. Obviously. Yeah, Jacob is with you. He thinks he the uh, the Chiefs cover easy. It's within that touchdown. And so are you. Um, so all the Chiefs have to do is win by a touchdown. Uh, man, the, six, the first, wait a second. Six islands. Be, well, think, look, the, the think fir- about that know, for a the, minute. Six islands. The first quarter. The first quarter against the Raiders was not good. First quarter and a half, no, to be exact. No, I would say that. And then then Kansas City flipped a switch, right. and that was vintage Kansas City in the second half of that game against Vegas. Something about this game seems kind of trappy to me. I don't know. Jordan Love is playing better. The Packers are playing oh, better. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Love should be MVP. 
Tommy. I I would take well, the Packers. I don't think it should be. Well, and their I don't defense. Think it should be they're they're going to be. It's it's a great defense. It's it's wonderful. You're trying to uh, you're trying to bait me. You are trying to bait me right now into taking the Packers. I'm not going to take the bait. Oh, We're going to make it a clean sweep. All right, clean I'm going to say the Chiefs minus okay, six. It's within you. that touchdown. Okay. If it was over, if it was seven and a half, I don't know if I could do it. But it's within that touchdown. I will take Kansas City at minus six. We will make that a clean sweep. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be a wild weekend in both college football and the NFL. I'm so excited about the conference championships starting tonight with the Pac-12 and then into tomorrow. We're going to take a break when we come back, Paul. Let's talk about that CFP. Let's talk about some of the wild scenarios that could be in place. We will do that on the other side. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing. It's Sports Daily on KFH, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on a Friday here on KFH. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing the show. The IHOP hotline is open at 869-1240. Paul, let's get into some of these wild scenarios that could potentially be in place after the college football championship games tomorrow. I think the committee, I mean, depending on the way that some of these games play out, the committee is going to have a wild time figuring out who the top four teams are. Well, there's no question. We can't even figure it out, and and there's so many there's so many variables, and there's a number of teams that if they lose, they will still have a chance to get in. For instance, uh, Georgia and Alabama, but but you can't even say that Georgia and Alabama or Alabama are guaranteed a spot, particularly if Georgia Georgia loses. There's a lot of scenarios going on. You know, if somebody beats somebody else, and there's how many number how many teams uh, will will have one loss. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. For instance, because because Alabama has beaten uh, uh, Georgia in the playoffs, Texas also won against the University of Alabama by what double digits, if I'm not mistaken. My memory serves me right. I mean, they, they, it was a it was a beatdown to a certain extent, at least for Alabama, that would be perceived as a beatdown. But there's so many scenarios, Tommy. But I got a question for you. I've, I've been been wanting to ask you this the whole show, and I get the chance to do this. Is the SEC owed something that no matter what the scenario is, Alabama or Georgia needs to be in the Final Four just because they're from the SEC? And the SEC has won, what, six of the last nine national championships? They've won, I think, the last two, if I'm not mistaken. But they they have been so dominant. They're such a powerful uh, conference. And ask anybody in America if they follow college football at all, no matter what their allegiance are, you say, who, what is the best conference in America? If they say any other league other than, than the SEC, then they're lying to you or they don't know what they're talking about. Tommy, does one of those two teams get in no matter what the scenario works out? Uh, do they? I think yes. But do they deserve or are they owed something? No. Okay. I really don't think right, that that's well, the case. I, but I, I, I do that. think that's that – I was asking I do think one of them ultimately will end up in the CFP. There's only been one year since the CFP started the four-team playoff that an SEC team has not been in. Only one year. Do you have that so I, what I, year? I'm just curious. Uh, I'd have to look that up. Okay, never I, mind. I never mind. Never mind. Okay. I was just curious. Okay. I just know that from the inception of the CFP, there's only been one year that the SEC has not been okay. represented in that. I don't think that they're – 
just by default because they're an SEC team that they're deserving of being in, like having a representative in the four-team conference. That's ludicrous. Uh, and, and look, there are a number of scenarios that can play out, and it could very well be a moot point come Monday, right? Like Georgia could beat Alabama and be the clear-cut number one. No question. Uh, but, it, but at that point, you know, if Alabama wins, does Georgia drop all the way out? Does Alabama try to find a way in? They're competing against Texas for a spot, but Texas beat them. Then there are some other teams that might be on the outside looking in. Ohio State is one of them that's potentially on the outside looking in. What if Florida State wins the game without Jordan Travis? Are you going to sit here and tell me that Florida State without Jordan Travis, even though they're undefeated, is better than another team that's on the outside looking in? Should they leapfrog Florida State or should it be about their overall body of work, not about what the team looks like right now. I don't, I mean, those are, that's, it's crazy. And like, they're going to be wild, wild decisions potentially that the committee's going to have to make. Now there are some scenarios that are, that are incredible for some of these teams and they're not going to get in because of, of what it takes to get in. Let me throw you an example. If you don't mind, Uh, let's look at Ohio state. It's crazy. What has to happen for them to get in. Now, can they get in? Yes, they can get in, but here's what needs to happen this weekend. Georgia needs to beat Alabama, Michigan beats Iowa, Washington beats Oregon, Louisville beats Florida State, Oklahoma State beat Texas. Guess what? If those five things happen this weekend, Ohio State's in, in the Final Four. I mean, some of these are just incredible. I mean, they're, they're, that's just, but that's the way it is. For instance, with Texas, let's say, let's say they beat, let's say Texas beats Oklahoma State. Georgia's got to beat Alabama. Louisville has to beat Florida State. Otherwise, there's no chance. Otherwise, there's no chance. And that's sort of the way it is with every – I mean, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. And But but some of these scenarios are going to happen. But there are teams with better chances of getting in uh, than others. For instance, I like – I guess I like Texas chances as well as anybody uh, to get in because – of what has to happen. You know, two things have to happen other besides them beating Oklahoma State. That goes without saying. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams, several of these teams that got just huge things that have to happen, and it's almost impossible. For instance, Alabama. If Alabama Alabama beats Georgia, they get in. If if Alabama loses, they're they? done. There's no, there's no chance. Do you think if Alabama beats Georgia, they get in? I mean, that's going to no, be no, no, that's no. the difficult thing. Al- right? Alaba- if Alabama beats Georgia, uh, they can still get in with a loss. They can. They can. Does jo- and the question is, does Georgia fall all the way out of the four if they lose yeah. Georgia, to Alabama? Yeah. They're, they're number they're, one right now. I, I think there's no chance can, Alabama gets in. No chance unless they beat Georgia. They right. get in. I believe they yeah. get in if they beat Georgia. But if they don't if they don't beat if they don't beat Georgia, there is zero zip nada chance they right. get into the playoffs. And look, I think that you can probably pencil in the winner of tonight's Pac-12 championship game, whether it's Washington or Oregon. Washington wins, they're in. Oregon wins, they probably leapfrog Washington and they get in. So I think that that's probably likely the wild card is Florida State and what the committee does with Florida State if they beat Louisville tomorrow. Like, if I'm the committee, I want Louisville to win so badly, if I'm the committee, (laughs) because then it would be so easy to drop Florida State out, and you don't have to worry about those questions about 
how do how do the Seminoles get in without their starting quarterback? And, you know, if they're the number four seed, more than likely they're going to get blown out by the number one, and there might be a more deserving team for that number four spot. If I'm the committee, I want Louisville to win so badly tomorrow. Um, so that's really the wild card. I think Michigan is pretty much guaranteed a spot. I, they're not going to lose to Iowa. We talked about that in the last segment. So I those two spots, the, the one for the actual championship game. Right. And then Michigan are pretty solid right now. It's those other two spots. Right. If Georgia wins, they're locked into number one. And then you've basically got at that point, one spot remaining and that's Florida state. Right. If all those teams that are currently in the top four win tonight or tomorrow, it's going to be those top four. Right. right. If there's any kind of screwy things that happen, Man, like all bets are off and it's going to be chaos. And I think that like, honestly, and Jacob and I have talked about this before, Paul, it's another great example of why we got to move to the 12 team. And I know that we are, and I know that it's, you know, right around the corner, Can't wait. but you know, rather than, cause regardless of what happens, there's going to be conversation next week about who didn't get in and who was deserving and who should have been in and who shouldn't have made it and all of that. You're going to have that regardless, even if there's a 12 team, but at least you're not talking about one of the top teams in America when you're having that conversation. That is correct. By the way, get back to Florida real quick. Uh, the, the predictions from USA Today are simply this. Florida State gets- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's in with a win over Florida. They're in. They're going to be in. There's no way they're not in. But if the Seminoles lose to Louisville, they'll be a one-loss team. No chance. According to no USA chance. Today. Yep. No, chance. No, ch- if, 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 no chance. If no Florida chance. No chance. If Florida State they get loses... In. Yeah, if they lose to Louisville, they're out. It's not happening for them. It's not going to happen. All the teams currently on the outside looking in are wanting chaos. They're wanting Alabama to beat Georgia, and they are wanting um, Louisville to beat Florida State. I mean, they would love Iowa to beat Michigan. That's not going to happen, though. Uh, But, you know, Texas and, um, you know, Alabama, like they're going to want these other teams to be able to come in and have chaos. And that's very well what we could be looking at. 
on Monday. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Um, I'm gonna be so locked in to these games starting tonight and into tomorrow. This is maybe the most excited I've been for a conference championship slate of games in college football in a long time. It's going to be so much fun. I'm almost more excited about this than I think I will be about the actual CFP. (laughs) It's going to be incredible. And it starts tonight with the Pac-12 game between Washington and Oregon. Kickoff for that game uh, will be on ABC if you want to watch it on TV. When we come back, our final full segment, let's dive in very briefly to the Chiefs in primetime, taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. We'll talk about that next on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. By the way, Chiefs games are available live for free over on KNSS and on the free Odyssey app. Tune into KNSS Sunday night for NFL action, the Chiefs on the road in Green Bay, or simply download the Odyssey app and search for KNSS at kickoff. Paul, let's talk a little bit about that game in our final full segment. We have a couple of minutes remaining. We talked about it in our Friday football picks. Chiefs on the road at Lambeau taking on a Packers team. They're five and six right now. They're trying to battle for a wild card spot in the NFC. I don't think they're going to win the division with the Lions and the Vikings in front of them. But Jordan Love has been playing better. Kansas City had a great second half against the Raiders. I'm wondering, though, I mean, it's a primetime game. We've seen the Chiefs play down to their competition before. What do you think the Chiefs have to avoid in this game? And, you know, if they want to be able to have a, a really solid showing. How about that for being succinct, huh? Drop passes. If you can cut those out, you will solve a lot of your problems because Patrick Mahomes will put the ball, for the most part, where it needs to be to be caught. And uh, that's the one thing. And by the way, it's not just the drop pass. You lose a first down or maybe you you, you have to punt or whatever the case may be, or maybe it takes a score away. It's demoralizing. You know, that's part of the problem with the Chiefs right now. When those drop passes happen, it affects everybody. It's, oh, not again. So drop passes for me is the number one thing. I don't think I've ever said that on the radio in my entire life. What do you got to do to avoid uh, getting beat? That's catch everything. How about that? That's a first for me. But I think that might be the key. That will not demoralize this football team if if they catch everything. They've got to lean on Rishi Rice like they did in the second half last week. That's going to be, I mean, he's the wide receiver one outside of Travis Kelsey on this team. But even to that point, he had a couple of drop passes in the game against the Raiders. So, you know, the, the athleticism he has and the way that, you know, he's able to pull away the yards after catch and all of that, that Rishi Rice has, he's building that trust with Patrick Mahomes. He's just got to make sure that it's a consistent four quarters of action. I'll buy that. Uh, And you know, and I know that, um, you know, they're not going to have McCool Hardman. He's on injured reserve. Kadarius, don't know if we know his status for sure this weekend, but I mentioned it on Monday show, Paul, that I think a big beneficiary and a big reason why the Chiefs won the game because of McCool Hardman and Kadarius Tony not in the game was Rasheed Rice. It forced the Kansas City offense to lean on him. They're going to have to do that consistently as the rest of the season if they want to be considered a Super Bowl favorite. Mm-hmm. But that's possible. I mean, it's totally possible. I think that, in fact, I think it's probably likely gives you another set of, of, uh, another set of weapons to be able to be used the way they're using them. 
And I think that's exactly possible. It just makes this team stronger and stronger. And I'm with you. But, you know, these are the kind of games that you, you look at and you think, well, the Chiefs are going to win this game. But it is the NFL. You know, the, the, the Packers pay players, too. I mean, to play. I mean, they're good players. We'll just see what happens. But, you know, you just look overall overall in this game and you and you can you can set a scenario where you're going to get probably better pass rush with, with the Chiefs. You're going to get – uh, better linebacker play with the Chiefs. You'll probably get uh, coverage advantages that, that the Chiefs have over the Packers. Up and down the scales, you look at this quarterback play will be better. Receiver play, maybe not as good as the Packers. I don't know. I'm still still transitioning to where these guys are. I don't know. But uh, there's all kinds of advantages that the Chiefs have uh, physically and as a football team over the Packers. So you just got to go, you know, you just you can't drop these kind of games if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't lose to a 6 and 6 football team. Well, we'll give you a couple of quick injury updates. Uh and we mentioned McCall Hardman, he's on injured reserve, had surgery earlier this week. Jarek McKinnon did not practice on Wednesday. Uh he was out of the game last week and didn't play. So it, I think that it would be a stretch to say that he'll play on Sunday night. Nick Bolton is the question. He got some work in this week. Uh, they, he's off IR. I don't know if he's going to be ready to go for Sunday night's game or not. The Chiefs defense has played really well without him. I can only imagine what it's going to look like when he's back. Guys like Drew Tranquil and Leo Chanel, they've stepped up in the absence of Nick Bolton, uh, but surely having him back, uh, you know, and I don't, again, I don't know if, if he's going to be able to play this, this weekend or not. I know he got some practice in, but he'll be a big addition to the Chiefs defense if and when he'll be ready to play. So, you know, I one other thing about the Packers, Paul, I mentioned it before, Jordan Love is improving. I mean, he's looking like the guy that the Packers want under center, and so the Chiefs are going to have to do a good job of containing him. I think that's a good point. I wouldn't have said that five, six weeks ago, but you're right. He is getting better, and it's noticeable, and that's part of the reason this team is 6-6 six and six and not, say, 4-8. and eight. That's part of the right. reason. Well, it's a primetime game inside Lambeau Field. It's always fun when the Chiefs go to Green Bay. And, of course, you can hear it on Sunday night over on KNSS. We'll take off our final break of the show. When we come back, we'll tell you what's on tap on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 